0: Well, Jane and Mr. Race are on their way to Arizona, where Mr. Race is to handle an important real estate deal. But meanwhile, at home, a mysterious occurrence troubles Marge, Cokie, and Jane's young niece, Betty. A note referring to Mr. Race, and signed with the cryptic initial M, has been found, and Betty insists upon calling Neil Williams to aid in puzzling out its meaning. This episode, that same evening, is in alternating scenes between the Ace's apartment and the newspaper office where Neil works. First to the apartment where we find Betty at the telephone. Listen.
1: Now, Betty, I wish you wouldn't drag Neil into this. There's no reason for him to waste his time on anything so silly. Marge, it's not silly. No, it ain't. It's very significant. That note doesn't mean a thing. It's just a... Hello? Hello, let me speak to Neil Williams, please. But I told you, Betty, I don't want you to get Neil into this. Please hang up that phone.
2: You leave her alone, Marge.
1: Why, Toki! That's what
2: I said. You let her use a phone if she wants to.
1: Well, so you're turning into a protector of that frail woman. (laughs) All right, let her talk, Betty.
3: Yeah.
2: You go ahead now and talk, Betty. They
3: haven't got him yet. Oh, here's someone. Hello, Neil. Oh, thank goodness I got you at last. This is Betty. No, I'm not calling about myself. I'm calling about something important. Oh, well, it's honesty for you. Neil, something terrible has happened. Listen, Cokie came into the office where I worked this afternoon, and... I know there's nothing terrible about that, but... Oh, please listen, Neil. He happened to be looking through a basket, and he... N- now, Neil, please, I can't take time to explain why he was looking through it. He just was. <laughs> oh, darn it, Marge, I'm trying to talk. Oh, Neil, you've got to listen to me. This is serious. All right. In the wastebasket, he found a note addressed to my boss, Mr. Peabody. And it was about Uncle Ace. Yes. All right, just a minute. I'll read it to you. Cookie, have you got the note there?
2: Yeah, right here.
3: Uh, listen to this, Neil. It says, Dear Peabody, okay on that deal. Ace has gone to Arizona. And it's signed just with the initial M. No, no, M as in murder.
2: Gee, was somebody killed, do you think?
1: Get more crazy ideas. But, Neil, it
3: must mean something. I have a feeling that somebody's planning something that's going to hurt Uncle Ace. No, I'm not being melodramatic, Neil. I really feel that we... Hello. Hello, Neil. do it. He hung up.
2: What'd he say?
3: He said I was a little
1: idiot. He
2: can't say that about you. You ain't so little.
1: <laughs> All right, laugh. <laughs> the more I know Neil, the more I admire him. We so often see eye to eye. I told you he said the note isn't anything more than somebody's business memorandum. But it's something serious, Marge. I know it. Well, maybe my judgment's wrong, but I'm washing my hands as a matter. You want to go ahead. You'll have to do it without me. Now, listen, Marge, please. You, you've got to stick with me on this. Colby, make a stay here. She's just
2: going to wash her hands, Betty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. And you two might do the same because dinner will be ready in a few minutes because Laura's still on the job. I'll call you when it's on the table. Dinner dinner. She thinks of dinner at a time
3: like this. I'm getting kind of hungry myself. Cokie, do you mean you're you're actually thinking more of food than what might happen to Uncle Ace?
2: No, but gee, maybe Marge and Neal are right. Maybe the notes don't mean nothing. Why, Cokie. Well, maybe it ain't significant. Maybe it's just some regular business deal or something.
3: I never expected you to say that.
2: Besides, I ain't got much time now. I gotta be at the dance hall at 8 o'clock to start bouncing. I think I better go.
3: you're going to leave me here alone?
2: Oh, gee, Marjorie is here. The
3: only one of all of you who thinks the note means danger for Uncle Ace. I thought you'd stick with me, even if the others wouldn't. Yeah, but gee, but I, I got... thought you liked me. I
2: guess I've been mistaken. Oh, now, Betty, you know I like no, you. No, you
3: don't mean that.
2: Yes, I do. He you felt
3: that way, He wouldn't even think of leaving me to fight this out alone. Yeah,
2: but Betty, I told you, I got to get to the dance hall. If I don't start bouncing at eight, they bounce
3: me. Then you're You're not going to help me?
2: Gee, a man's got his job to think about. Very
3: well, then. Goodbye. Yeah, but I... It's too bad, but I'll probably never see you again. Oh, gee, Betty, I... Well, aren't you going? Oh,
2: gee, I... Well, no, I ain't. Good. I'm going to stick with you. Oh,
3: I knew you would.
2: We'll fight this out together. Shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm, hand in hand, uh shake
3: the cheek. I thought I could depend on you, Cokie. Now, here's what I want you to do. You're beautiful. I want you to go down to Neil's office. You've got
2: pretty eyes, too. I tell him he's got to come up here right away. I like the way you fix your hair, too. It's... Say, who's got to come up here right away?
3: Haven't you been listening, Neil?
2: I thought you and me was going to fight this out together. What you want him for?
3: Because he's the one that can help us most. He knows people. He has connections. He can help us find out who this M is.
2: Yeah, but I could, too, if you'd give me time. I'm studying to be a G-Man. No, we've
3: got to have Neil, Cokie. You go down there and ask him to come.
2: Okay, and if he don't want to, I'll make him. You just depend on me. I always come through.
3: You're a marvelous, Cokie.
2: Yeah, only uh, before I go, would would you do something for me? What? Will you... (laughs) Oh, oh, gee. Well, what is it? Will, Will you shake hands?
3: Why, of course. Now, hurry. Here's your coat.
0: Goodbye, Betty. Listen, and get this. It won't do you any good to get tough with me because I can call downstairs to the circulation department and get a couple of guys that'll make your kind of bouncing look like a kid with a highlight back. Yeah, but Neil... As I told Betty over the phone, I'm busy. And even if I weren't, I'm not going to let myself get hot and bothered about some note you picked out of a trash can. It was a wastebasket. I ah, write a wastebasket. The mere fact that it wasn't a wastebasket proves that it doesn't mean anything.
2: Yeah, but you ain't even seen I it. I
0: don't need to see it. Betty read it to me over the phone, and anybody with half a brain can see it's nothing but an ordinary office memorandum. Now, will you get out of here and let me work? Yeah, but why didn't they sign their names to it instead of just M? Well, there's nothing out of the way about that. Thousands of people signed memorandums with their initials. Yeah, but who was it? What does M stand for? Oh, I know. Maybe it was Charlie McCarthy.
2: Charlie McCarthy? I never thought of him.
0: Oh, no, he can't write. He's a dummy. That makes two of you. Now, will you go away? Hey, wait a minute. M, M, M. That could stand for. Yeah, by George, I bet it is. Charlie McCarthy? Wait a minute. Let me think. If it was the guy I'm thinking of, he knows that Ace is going to Arizona because he. Say, this could stand looking into. Go out of the way. Let me look at that phone. You can't get Charlie McCarthy on the telephone, can you? Hello? I'll give me the desk. Hello, Ed? Charlie, you mean. Neil Williams. Okay, if I leave the office for about half an hour? Sure, I'll be back in 30 minutes. Okay, thanks. All right, Cokie, let's dash out to the apartment and see what this is all about. Well, I don't think I'd better go with you. i got to get to the dance hall by 8 o'clock. Okay, I think I'll get along.
2: But listen, when you get there, would you do something, Neil? If
0: this note means what I think it does, I'll do plenty. Would you tell Betty I made you come? Tell Betty you... Okay, Cokie, I get it.
1: Dinner wasn't quite all Jane would have planned, but it wasn't bad if I do say it myself. Now, if I can find something interesting to read until bedtime, I'll be very contented. Any suggestions, Betty? Well, Betty. What? I said, could you suggest something to read? You're the bookworm of this family. Well?
3: I beg your pardon?
1: Oh, look here, young lady. What's the matter with you? Are you sulking because I squelked your idea of getting excited about that note? No, I was just thinking. They ought to be here by now. They? Who? Cokie and Neil, of course. Neil, now look, is that why Cokie left in such a hurry to bring Neil here? Certainly. Of all the idiotic things, Neil told you he didn't want to be bothered. But he's going to be regardless.
3: Cokie's going to bring him here by force if necessary. Here they are now. I'll go let them in. Now,
1: Neil isn't going to be childish enough to do anything.
3: Hello, Betty. See, Marge, didn't I tell you?
0: Hiya, Marge. Why, the frown of a worn-out and a welcome in this household.
1: (laughs) Oh, Neil. I didn't want you to leave your work and come up here in a wild goose chase.
0: It's okay. I got an idea I want to talk to you about.
1: Didn't Cokie come with you?
0: Cokie? Oh, uh, no, but I was supposed to tell you that he made me come.
1: Oh, good.
3: Not
0: as good as my story, but look, Marge, about that note. I got to thinking about it. Do you know who that initial M could stand for?
1: Well, as Betty pointed out, it could be me. Marge, please don't hold
3: that against me. I I was excited. (laughs) I know now I was mistaken. You
0: sure were. I'll bet you my next week's pay that M is Tom Marsh.
1: Marsh? The man on the board of aldermen, the man who sent Ace to Arizona? Yep.
0: Makes sense, doesn't it? The note said, okay, on that deal, Ace is going to Arizona. And Marsh knows he went to Arizona because he sent him there. Why,
1: certainly, but there's nothing particularly ominous about that. The deal he mentioned might be the deal Ace is going to handle when he gets there. Sure,
0: but look, let's look at it this way for a minute. Let's say there is something crooked. What could it be?
1: Why, well, I don't see how there could be anything crooked about it. Mr. Marsh hasn't anything against Ace. He's been trying to help him. Well, you remember how he tipped Ace off to take the option on that piece of land the city was going to buy for that housing project, don't you?
0: Sure, but the deal fell through, and Ace lost all his money, didn't he? Well, that
1: wasn't Marsh's fault. He was practically sure the deal was going through because he's on the board of aldermen that voted for it.
0: Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm getting something here. Marsh is a member of the board of aldermen. The board was going to vote to buy that piece of property. Suppose Marsh owned the property himself.
1: But he couldn't do that. He couldn't swing a deal to make the city buy his own land. No,
0: not unless he was smart enough to get somebody else to handle the deal for him and keep his name out of it. So that's what happened. He got Ace.
3: But if it was a crooked deal, Uncle Ace wouldn't let himself get mixed up in it. Of
0: course not, which means that he didn't know it was crooked, in which case, Marsh wouldn't have anything to worry about unless somebody started an investigation. And there we are. Marsh is worried. He's afraid there's an investigation coming up. So he got Ace out of town so he couldn't testify. Well,
1: it does seem possible at that, but why would he send this note to Mr. Peabody?
0: Peabody's your boss, Betty. Does he know, Marsh?
1: I've never seen any letters to him or anything like that.
0: But there's some connection there regardless. You mark my words, and I'm going to find out what it is. Boy, if I play my cards right, I'm going to turn up one of the biggest political stories this town has ever had. And what's more, maybe we can swing it so Ace gets his money back.
3: You think you could, Neil? You
0: watch me, lady. You'll have me to thank for this. Oh,
3: yes. I suppose Cokie had nothing to do with it. I suppose if he hadn't poked around on Mr. Peabody's wastebasket and found this note... Oh, yeah.
0: Cokie, of course, did his share.
3: Cokie's a G-man and a heart, you know. <laughs> yes. And I'll bet before we're through with this, he'll have plenty more to do.
0: And Betty's right. Because we happen to know that Neal's theory is correct. And that Mr. Race was sent to Arizona to avoid implicating Mr. Marsh in an investigation... But how can Neil prove it? We learn more of that when next we meet the Easy Aces.